Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Friday Wrap-Up with Greg Campbell, Paul Stevenson, and David Warren. Get the latest of what's going on in Ottawa when it comes to real estate, mortgages, and whatever else they want to talk about. Have a coffee, some laughs, and learn something new each Friday at 10 a.m. We're on. We're on. Paul, Great. we're on. You can't see us yet, everybody, but you know what? You can see us now. <laughs> it's the Friday wrap-up. I'm Greg Campbell, and in the middle is Paul Stevenson, and on the end there is uh, David Warren. Oh, hey. I got a Hello, everyone. Welcome back. How's everybody doing today? Hey, good Wait till we get a few uh, few visitors here online. I'm sure we're going to have some guests. It's a Friday. It's a beautiful Friday. A little chilly, though. Is yeah. it? Yeah, I haven't actually been outside yet. It's, free- I, it's uh... freezing. It's fully freezing. Well, but it's least, beautiful. Uh, at least the weekend, at least tomorrow, Saturday's almost here, folks. Uh, it's supposed to be a beautiful day tomorrow. Saturday, just like every other day <laughs> right exactly. now. A different yeah. day to drink. Different- uh, yeah, that was pretty funny, actually. The article that came out, Dave sent it around the other day saying that uh, social drinking at the end of your driveway is allowed as long as you're not more than five. Really? Really? <laughs> Interesting. So it's like a small <laughs> gathering with uh, within two meters apart or the, more. Uh, the Ottawa Public Health, uh, uh, the head of Ottawa Public Health, made made it clear in an article on CBC that, for clarification, it is okay to drink with your neighbor. Okay, that's yeah. pretty good. I mean, for you know, some people uh, some people need that, especially if you're solo. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah, for well, people I mean, that are the solo. Last thing you want to do, the last thing you want to do is feel more like more of an alcoholic. Right. You know. Yeah. True. <laughs> True. We 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 cut back. We actually cut back this week. We're we're full on uh, we're full on fitness mode right now. We've uh, we've we've passed the the drinking and uh, we've changed to fitness now. We're the fit we're Ooh. the fitness couple. It's pretty it's pretty uh, it's good. Roller coaster. Yeah. You'll be back. Yeah. You'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back tonight. Friday night. <laughs> it's funny though. The, uh, the I saw a stat that Canadians' drinking consumption has like tripled. And uh, on the flip side, the Americans' uh, gun purchases have tripled. Yeah, they have the similar uh, uptick, but in different fear. category. That, that, yeah, that's like yeah. that's fear of total like martial law, anarchy, protect my shit. Yeah, the yeah. purge. Yeah, that's wild. That's a crazy for us, stat. For us, we just want to protect our beer and liquor. That's all we care about. Yeah, I mean, the if, we're going, if we're going down, we want to go down drunk. You know, I drove. <laughs> I, I drove by. I drove by the LCBO. Um, three times yesterday because it's, um, it's Easter weekend on my wife's side of the family. Uh, it's, it's a week apart and we needed some certain items that mm-hmm. you can only get at the LCBO. And uh, I'd stopped by at 11 and the lineup was at least 45 minutes. I stopped by at, uh, two in the afternoon. It was about the same. And then I stopped by again uh, at around, I think it was 4.30, same thing. So there was no winning. I'm going to have to go there today and wait in line for probably about half an hour at least. I'll, uh, I'm not going to make it, I'm not going to do a public broadcast here because I don't want to give away my secret location, but uh, I'll, show, I'll show you a text with a, a uh, good, uh, good Lickbo location. I, I love uh, secret locations. <laughs> zero lineups, zero lineups. It's like my, it's my favorite thing, <laughs> secrets. <laughs> just, mention Dave, just mention Dave's name and show a picture of his mustache. That's the yeah, code. Yeah, seriously. It's not even the, fa- yeah, just the stash. Just the, the, corona, the corona stash. stash. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Okay. How's, uh, how's the week been for you, Greg? What's, uh, what's the market looking like it's, on your side? I mean, it's been really interesting. You know, I, uh, I had a really, uh, a really nice listing. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest, we had it on for a couple weeks, but we had planned to remove it um, 
if it wasn't that active and it wasn't for their pr higher price point, high 700s, um, which basically in Orleans, there's been nothing, uh, nothing has sold in that price point, especially for bungalows um, in the last month. So, I mean, we, we kind of knew what to expect. So we, we took it off until we're probably going to put it back on. Well, we are going to put it back on in June, I think, as long as things kind of, you know, reestablish themselves, I guess. But I mean, other than that, um, the market is very slow out here. L way less new listings. I think you guys might have seen the stats um, that we are 60% down in sales as the same time last year, but prices are, are totally the same. Like they're, wow. they're still up there. Like the prices haven't dropped, but the sales have dropped 60%, which is crazy. Um, I was happy to get a call from uh, Paul. We were talking about of a client of both of ours that um, I'm actually going to go out and um, enter some homes on uh, actually tomorrow, tomorrow morning or Sunday morning. Sorry. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, that's, it's going to be pretty interesting. It's been probably three weeks since I've been since I've gone out on physical showings. All my buyers just said, no, we're we're not we're not down. We're going to wait a bit. But then mm -hmm. I also know that if the right house comes along, then everyone will just be like, and that's exactly what happened in this scenario. We've been in contact, and then the right house came out, and then now they want to go. So, And I don't think people necessarily – I think it was assumed that there would have a massive impact, but when you can't actually – if you're trying to buy something that's half a million, three-quarters of a million dollars, and you can't even physically touch it or be in it, it's not going to happen, right? right? So I think like such an important part of the buying process is actually physically getting in the house – seeing it as your own and kind of going through that mental process too, right? It's true. Like e even the, um, the live stream open house that I did last week was, was very informative. It was, it was fun, but I mean, you can only, you know, you can do that so much. I think that the advantage of that system now is that we can do more of that with our clients and then they know for sure that they want to go see the property. They can go in because we're trying not to go into anything that's not like 100% we're very, very interested, you know, at this I was, point. I was talking to uh, to a friend of mine recently and saying that it's actually, in these sorts of times, it's really beneficial now that uh, real estate agents have, and, and clients too, the kind of general understanding now is that you have to be pre-approved before you go out shopping. You remember four or five years ago when we started working together, it was the Wild West. Like people were just going out, putting yeah. in offers, hadn't talked to an agent, hadn't talked to their bank. Like just, it was just insane. So now actually having those qualified buyers out there, I think it's, also in times like this, even more important to have that, that uh, like assurance in your pocket, right? That you can actually buy the home um, for, for many reasons now, health reasons as well, right? Yeah, and I mean, and the sellers, the sellers agents, or I should say the sellers themselves or the sellers lawyers now are requiring that you have something, that the buyer has something in their hand confirming that they're at least, pre like something from the bank or something from their broker. Mm -hmm. uh, I just dealt with that. It was actually a cash buy, and I had to get the um, I had to get the client's banker of years to send a letter signed that they had this Proof money that. that they Proof had that. this money in the bank and that that it was good to go. So I mean, we we did it. I mean, everybody understood and acknowledged it. But yeah, I mean, you know, Paul, going back to your point though, I, I do I do know this though. I never went out without a pre-approval, and no, and true. I got them with you. And I got them. I, I refused because I hated, I hated when that happened to me, if I was selling and, you know, you trust an agent, then it's like, yeah, they're good to go. And then it's like, no, they're not. Not even close. Not even close. And then you're scrambling last minute, putting them in touch with your guy. And anyways, everybody learns over time, it's, I guess. 
Oh, ter- ter- it's interesting oh. you. Uh, oh. Sorry, I was to cut you off. I was just going to say it's. Uh, it was interesting you saying that the lawyer uh, was looking for a letter for for you know for proof of financing because it in Quebec uh, yeah. they they have it mandated that you have to have proof that all conditions are satisfied before even waiving a condition. It, so it's kind of interesting that uh, and that the, they're starting that some are doing it here. Well, the sellers, uh, sorry, the sellers are buying in Quebec. So their lawyer okay. is in Quebec. So it kind of made sense. And that's uh, that's what came in. Terry Wilson uh, says, love that duster, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Terry. <laughs> Thanks for What's watching. Happened? Thanks for watching, what, Terry. What you think, what you, thank you. you Paul thinks that I should get a separate hashtag. Uh, but I, I, I said it's not a beard. It's it's just a dirty stash with uh, with with uh, cheek sprouts. Okay, yeah, that's good. Handle. I feel like his his stash needs a, its own handle. I think we yeah on, no on we, we just call it the mustache tag. <laughs> the mustache tag. There we go. Uh, yeah, I did uh, it. Terry um, Wilson just said bags. I don't know what it means. Baja. Okay, bags. Baja. I got it now. Typo. Um, Terry. Typo. Yeah, I'm wondering, Terry. wondering what sort of stuff like that. Like, what do you guys anticipate the runoff of? Like those sorts of uh, things happening in Quebec to, you know, to to. Basically, I feel like when rules are changed in times like this, it's very rare that you go back on them. Like they kind of remain permanent. So what sort yeah. of changes that we've seen in the last four weeks do you think are going to remain after after the fact, you know, once things continue to go back to normal? That's a really good question. I think that these new COVID-19 forms that we're using and the clauses that we have are going to be going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it's not, maybe the clauses will come out at some point um, when it changes up. But I mean, these these forms that we've developed and anything are just good for, uh, I mean, they're good for whatever comes our way. Who knows, you know? I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what will stay and go, but I mean, I think we're like at least, I think we're at least a year using all of yeah. these documents for sure. Do you think, uh, you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago about your virtual open house. Yeah. Um, maybe you can kind of give us a rundown of, of how that went, you know, what the process was. Do you think that would continue because for international buyers, people out of town, something like that that was never thought of, but maybe Absol- you know, absolutely, might continue man. as like a... I think it will so standard. much that I'm making a course. <clears throat> I'm making an okay. online course about it next week. That's my whole week. And uh, every, everybody's going to see it. It was, a, it was a pretty big success. My sellers were super impressed, uh, actually blown away, which was great. Um, still needs to work out some kinks. It's going to be great having you join Paul on the next one um, mm-hmm. because I think there's a lot more that we can do having you, um, especially in the screen share process. It'll just be a huge asset to the program and everyone can see exactly what's going on on the finance side of things. But I mean, there's, there's no question it's going to continue. I mean, other people are probably developing their own ways to do it. I think mine was uh, quite a level up from what I can imagine other people are working on, but I, I don't know. I've yet to see someone do something like I have. Um, so was it a zoom call? Was it, it was the uh, same. What did you... So it was the same as this. Um, okay. and what I did was I had a video tour and I had a 3d tour of the property. So I would, I kind of went in, I, I was talking for a bit and then I did a screen share of the video, talked a bit about the house, um, and then went back. I showed the original floor plan of, um, of the build and I, I told people that if they wanted to buy this property knew what it would cost versus what it would cost to buy this as a resale. I gave the stats for the property for the area for Orleans. Um, next time I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a screen share where I can show the actual physical photos as well while we're talking. Um, and then I did, I did the 3D tour with a walkthrough. I had tons of questions. 
Um, the only thing that I'm missing, and it came up, is that I don't, I can't figure out how to do it yet, even if there's a way to have people sign in. Because it's a public, it's public on my Facebook feed. I even put the link on, uh, on MLS. I, but I don't know how many people were watching that weren't on my friends list. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because there's no way to track that. Like, it comes in, you can't see. Um, all I can see is there's how many people watching, but I don't know who's watching at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. so, so it's, it's the registration process. And I don't imagine that people are going to want to be so uh, public about like, you know, oh, hi, I'm here. Like, I'm so-and-so. I don't know you. But, uh, and then I'll be like, DM me, you know, send me your information and I can help you. But that's going to happen somehow. There's, yeah. there's got to be a way to do that. So I'm going to try to figure that out. But yeah, man, I think it's huge. I can't wait to have, I, I got a new listing coming out in a couple of weeks and I just can't wait to do it again. I feel like it's a, it'd be, it's such a valuable tool that was never, th- you know, really was never thought yeah. of, or, or I'd never heard of obviously yeah. before this, that for, you know, there's so many times that people out of town, even relocating from Toronto, Vancouver, you know, Montreal, or, you know, out of country where they just go off photos or, you know, have to rely on, uh, on just a, uh, you know, video walkthrough with that realtor, maybe, but they're not able to kind of get all those different ins and outs. So it's kind of interesting, I think. Uh, That's yeah. Concept and th- and thanks. That's the difference, <clears throat> right? It's like you know, we we've been able to do walkthroughs of properties, uh, you know, with your phone and show the client, but to actually do an open an open house where <clears throat> I, I spent half an <clears throat> hour. You know, it, it, I kind of impressed myself because, I mean, I kept talking, like, you know, bringing up things, things at the house, like things that the sellers had done, upgrades as I'm walking through. You know, it was like kind of like, I, I don't know what it like was, but it was. Channel. What's that? Like the shopping channel. It, it, dude, exactly. It was like the shopping. <laughs> it was totally like the shopping channel. Let's take you over to yeah. this stage over here in the kitchen. That's, okay? basi- that's basically it. So it, it was, uh, I mean, it, it was really fun. And I'm excited to do the next one because, you know, I was just kind of like, I'm like, oh, what's this going to be like? I just had yeah. no idea and I jumped in. But uh, the screen share tool was huge because I, I could show think, the old floor uh, plans. Go ahead. No, I was going to say it's, it's yeah, the shopping network is funny. I just feel like these sort again, because of everything that happened with COVID, I think previously when people are, like I said, buying a house, they want to be there. They want to talk to Greg. They want to feel that you're actually like a yeah, physical human exactly. being and see the home with you. But now with all this, it's like, well, we got to change our expectations as clients. Um, and now people are more open to the idea of the digital open house or 100%. whatever it may be. Right. So that, that's why I'm asking, like, what which of these are going to stay? Because. It takes a situation like this for people to be accepting of that kind of forced change, right? As opposed to just adapt, like it probably fast forwarded maybe 12 months to 16 months or 18 months of what it, when it might've taken over because of it kind of being forced forward now because of this, right? I think, I think that we're, we're jumping ahead a minimum of two years, two to five years, just because of this happening in terms of technology and everybody being comfortable with doing things differently. I mean, yeah. digital signatures, the, yeah, I still can't believe that, you know, it's lawyers and banks, but now that's going to happen so, so much quicker because of this video programs like this. I mean, we've been doing it, but now there's going to be tons of them. Um, everybody's just going to be getting their information even uh, more hyper like this type of platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I think the first Friday wrap up we did was like almost three years ago now. I know and it seems like a very long time ago. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. Um, and I mean, in yeah, our podcast, yeah. too, and everything. God, we're pioneers. <laughs> too early, eh? Too it, soon. Yeah. Um, so it's I'm wondering. It, we go ahead, Dave. I was just gonna say on uh, on Greg's point of of lawyers changing and and the banks. There has there was a number of banks that 
you know, were uh, still archaic in the sense that they weren't allowing e-signatures. So there's still a handful of them, yeah, for sure. whereas others had always, you know, had changed over. So now this has pushed them to change. Yeah. And, and, and to your point for lawyers, I mean, uh, up until, you know, this going on, you had to meet with your lawyer in person to sign. It was the law society that had dictated that it wasn't the specific, you know, it wasn't necessarily bank specific or anything like that. So it, um, but then a lot of banks wouldn't allow powers of attorney. So, you know, military personnel would be overseas and they're, they'd be moving, but they wouldn't allow a bank wouldn't allow a power of attorney for a family member to sign on their behalf right. or, you know, things like that. Whereas now this with virtual signings has kind of opened that door where now you don't need that power of attorney. The person can actually, you know, sign themselves uh, virtually, you know, over right. a video call like this, things like that, where it kind of opens it up. I think that uh, certainly the the ease of, uh, of transactions or, or barriers to a lot of these transactions has uh, has been lifted in a lot of cases, which I don't I don't foresee going back to your point Never. To, to how it was before. Yeah, it's all it's it's only the future. And I mean, the, the other big thing I was talking to Anna about it the other day, you know, schooling. I've been saying for like the last couple of years, I'm like all the big institutions, like no one can afford schooling like that anymore. No one wants to pay. No one wants to be in debt. I'm like, it's all going to be online. You know, my parents are all telling them like, we got to, we got to prepare for your kid's education in the future. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, do we really? I'm like, that's 10 years. I'm like, we, we have to prepare, but I don't think we need a hundred thousand dollars for them to go yeah. to school and sit on campus and learn when they can learn this information in such an easier space and accumulate it at, at the pace that they want to. You know what I mean? Not saying, well, you've seen not saying that sorry. A lot of the universities in the States are offering, yeah, online, obviously not of course. the same, but similar online courses and things like that of, as well. Now. Of course, like everybody's, yeah. they've had to jump on it quickly, right? And I mean, I, I don't say that there's a disadvantage to, you know, social, the social aspect of school is one thing, of course, but I mean, there's going to be different ways to do stuff. I just think, I, I think this has been, um, I think this is a good kick in the ass for us in terms of a lot of things. Um, you know, it's shitty in many ways, obviously, but I, I think uh, I think we needed a big catastrophe like this to kind of happen to to push things a little bit in a better direction. I think, my opinion, my my opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how it ripples. Uh, you know, the ripple effects afterwards. And, so, and so Greg, one thing we talked about prior to <clears throat> hopping on the call was uh, that we wanted to kind of even during all this and all the changes, um, kind of explain to people what the process looks like now um, and I guess how simple it is still to, to go ahead and buy a home. Yeah. Am I able to, on my end, am I able to, if I do a screen share, will that actually pop up on the, uh, on the main screen? No. And I, Oh, actually, yeah, maybe it will. If you do a screen share on your computer, let's try it. Go ahead. Let's see what happens. Whoa. You, we just lost uh, you there. We'll probably get you back in a second. Yeah. Hello. Can you see me now? No, I can see. Yeah, I can. Oh, yeah. Oh. Woohoo, dude. So check this out. So we have your screen in the middle and Dave and I are on the sides. This is pretty cool. Yeah, okay. Um, and you can still hear me. Oh, nice. So Dave, you're replying to the... Okay, cool. You got Facebook on. You're replying to the comments. Cool. This is great. This is like... A, this is even better now. I'm. Uh, we're getting better at this. Hey, so it, it popped me out. I can see I'm actually got in the background here. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to actually show people. This is on our website, obviously, referralmortgages.com. Um, if you go into the resources tab where it says mortgage calculators... This is a really simple way that clients can find out, A, how much they can afford. So it says right here, you know, I'm just getting started, find out how much you can afford in two minutes. And then the one right below it actually uh, is, if you have a specific home in mind that you wanna get pre-approved for, um, you can actually click on these and they're super simple. Like this one here, uh, what's your total income before taxes? It's 
I'll just walk you through it to show show people how easy it is. How much have you saved for down payment? Let's just say thirty thousand. How much do you spend monthly on loan payments? Oh well, I got that car loan. That's two hundred and fifty bucks a month. Uh, total amount of credit card debt. Pretty good with that. I don't pay. I don't have any of that. And my credit bureau. I think it's pretty good. So you click on that. Let's get your results. So just like that, in a few minutes, few seconds, it shows you what you could potentially afford based on very basic metrics, uh, income, debt servicing, things like that. Um, so you can see here, this shows that this person, based on that income, would qualify for just shy of 500,000 as a pre-approval. And then if they wanted to move forward from that, then they could click the get pre-approved now button. And then that's where they would create their own profile, kind of give us their name, their address, employment, and so on. Um, we've been pre-approving clients within, uh, within a day. So, I mean, people fill this out and, and within 24 hours, they have a response back and now they can go out and shop with someone like yourself to, you know, to, to have confidence. Um, and, and it's just like a really simple, straightforward tool. I know when Dave and I first got in the industry, everything was still paper-based. Um, and it was very difficult to, you know, to, to, to sometimes get, uh, get people motivated to want to kind of fill out that sort of information because as we said, they wanted to go out and see the home, right? Everyone wants that kind of shiny new home. They don't necessarily want the shiny new mortgage. Um, so this just kind of at least, Get some excited about the process. It shows you how easy it is to just at least have that information as far as what you could buy. Uh, and then from there, you can kind of do your own work and, and find out what sort of homes are in that price range. Um, and then that's when they would obviously speak to you and you'd be able to give them, you know, well, it might be listed at 400, but this is likely what it's going to go for. And you can kind of talk to people about that market. So um, so that's kind of the first step. That's usually where we direct our clients first uh, is to kind of get that idea because a lot of people, they ask all the questions, but they might forget one simple question about uh, down payment or about their car loan, or there, there might be something that is missed in their questions. Uh, so this just gives them a very kind of basic macro level as to the information we need. And then if they want to get back into the nitty gritty, uh, if that number for that pre-approval is something that is of interest, then they can kind of take that next step forward and, and move into the buying process. Uh, of course, during that, during that process. Sorry, Dave, like hold, on, hold on one second. Paul, yep. we lost your, your video. We hear hey, you. Yeah, I switched back to me. I don't know back. if you can see we me now. We can't see you. No. We miss you, Paul. We want to see your Here face. Here I am. There we go. There he is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, Sorry, I, Dave, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say on uh, to Paul's point with that the pre-approval calculator, um, you know, there are a lot of factors that still go into, you know, narrowing down that, that number uh, that aren't, you know, those are four basic questions uh to give you that to give somebody that number there's a lot of different metrics that go into um that we can hone that even further and whether that's um expand that number or or that it might in true reality be a contracted number uh but at least it gives a quick base uh baseline uh, and, there, and there's other aspects you know people don't think that something might be a debt you know they think yeah, that well, you know a, a car lease a car lease might not be considered a debt where yes absolutely it's factored in or you know somebody has child or alimony payments they don't consider that as being uh, a debt or a liability things like you know um, that we need to we need to figure and, and factor in so this at least gives based on what somebody might have for or you know upfront believe that that's what right. would be considered a debt um, so at least is a starting point for kind of getting the conversation rolling well let me uh let me just say something that we that you you both and I know is the most important thing is people get your documents to Paul and David just send yeah. them in don't wait because by the time you wait you're going to see the house that you want and then you're not going to be ready and then you're going to miss it 
So get your documents in so that you can know now. Even if you're not buying now, just figure it out. It takes five minutes. Get the paperwork to them. I'm telling you, I cry cry to some people about this. I'm like, you just got to know. You just got to know. Yeah. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's truly important. And and beyond that, I mean, we like the it's be, with this pandemic. Uh, yes. The banks before even issuing an approval are calling your HR department to confirm that you are still employed. You're not affected by COVID. Your employment is secured. And then they will it, once they've signed off on income and done a verbal check, then they're signing off and, and issuing an approval paperwork. So. Like it's before, you know, before this, they would still issue it and believe on what we're telling them, even though we'd send the documents up front. But now they're going the step of we're 100 percent verifying yeah. because we're not taking any chances yeah. that um, before issuing this and getting somebody's hopes up. So, you know, certainly during the pre-approval process, we want to see those documents. We don't we want to see your bank statements for proof of down payment. We don't care that. During COVID, you're going to the LCBO every two days. Like, you know, we don't care about that. There's no, you know, our bank statements are the exact same. There's no judgment. We don't care. Uh, We're just literally looking to make sure that um, everything is in line, that we can provide you that pre-approval upfront, fully secured. We know that when you're going in on that offer with Greg, that, you know, it's not coming back to bite in the ass. I like offers with Greg. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those, are, those are good ones. Almost always. <laughs> yeah. If you guys, that should be your next. Uh, should be your next live show. Offers with offers Greg. with Greg. <laughs> do Do you guys? I I have a I have a prediction. I know this is it's kind of weird to predict things, but I think that I think the lenders are are right now. Everything's tightening up. I know that, but I think it's going to be even worse in about four to six months. I think they're gonna be even tighter. So do I. And that's and I'm, I've been telling some people now, I'm like, look, they're like, oh, we don't know what to do. And I'm like, listen, I'm like, just figure it out now and just be prepared and take precautions because in six months, I think it's gonna be like 50,000 less than what they could get now. Or even maybe they won't even be, uh, be approved for certain reasons, you know what I mean? I, I mean, this is all my opinion and hypotheticals, but I, I just see this taking a, a much bigger toll than people are thinking because the lenders have to protect the, their money. As much as the economy mm-hmm. needs to go, I, I think it's a time for people to smarten up as well, you know? So. It's, it'll be the exceptions, like there, you know, fair, what people don't, fair. what people yeah. don't believe, what people don't understand on the, from the lending standpoint and the bank's perspective, um, you know, somebody might think it's a clear cut file, but there are so many exceptions that are requested on a file a lot of times, not all the time, but um, where banks will make like, yeah, we'll make an exception on an income or, or on a down payment or, or what have you that those will, you know, tighten up and go away. Yeah. Um, and they and they won't be able to make those anymore or won't be willing to you know even even things like right now banks aren't doing you know for the by and large banks are doing like lending to non-residents so these are canadian citizens that are living abroad that haven't that are living abroad for more than 6 months of the year so they're you know and they're not claiming tax or so they're considered a non-resident um, but but they're not lending to them like even b lenders like your home trust equitable really? all that, they've gone away with them and is that is um, that new is that recent since all this happened yeah just just with this happening wow um, okay so you know a, a, an exact example a client of mine 
works and lives in Bermuda, Canadian citizen, uh, works and lives there all year round, has been there since 2013, but buying a prop, you know, bought a new build two years ago, closing, supposed to have closed in April. Builder Minto pushed it out because they can't close because of everything going on uh, for another month and a half. But, she, you know, she would have been fine at 35% down, which is the non-resident right. amount with, uh, you know, traditional. Number one, she lost her 35% because her investments took a tank uh, in the market. So that's gone. Uh, so the other option was, you know, going with a, an alternative lender. All your B banks, your alternative banks uh, are not doing non-resident lending anymore. So the only option for her is, uh, unfortunately, temporary solution till this kind of blows over is a, uh, you know, is a what's called a mortgage investment corp, so a, a MIC, and it's much higher rate. It's still only 25% down, whereas before this, all of them would have do it, done it, no problem. 20% down, you know, no red tape. Now it's, uh, you know, 799 on a uh, at 25% wow. down. Uh, and it's unfortunate, you know, she's a teacher, salaried, you know, expenses paid by the by the uh, the private school where she's working, you know, paid in U.S. dollars, qualifies, all that, but they're just not doing it. So it's some of these programs that people think would be, oh, I'm putting 25 down, I'm putting 30% down, no problem, all good. Um, there's more scrutiny on these, like even at 40% down. Client today, we're just getting instructed, uh, 40% down, money in the bank to pay the mortgage for, you know, three years on top of that can't do and it still and well it's, it's getting done but even more scrutiny that would never have been done right. for going through documents and asking for additional things that it would have just been a clear-cut clear-cut deal um it's just a lot more scrutiny and a lot and the programs that that were there two months ago are going away so it's, and well yesterday we were on a call too with um some of the heads of cmhc and genworth and they were just talking about some of the insurer programs so the programs that are offered by the the insurers uh, on properties and and you know how they're going to be changing their ways in the next coming months and even they said they don't really know <clears throat> what the six next six months to a year is going to bring like they don't they can't make any promises they're not guaranteeing any programs it's just kind of uh, a wait and see and a day by day and I think that's just the overall feel of the industry now is everyone's just kind of waiting right to see what uh, what's happening next and nobody really wants to commit to a certain like even with the rates right everyone kind of raise their rates yeah. see where things go. And now we're seeing them kind of slide down slightly again. So everyone, everyone is just kind of playing this day to day and, and doing the best they can, but nobody really has any clear answers. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, to your point, Greg, and to your point, Dave, like we don't know where lenders or uh, insurers or anyone's going to fall in six months from now or how they're going to view income or program. The programs that they currently offer may disappear. Like we don't know. Right. So um Back to the age old uh, saying, you know, best time to buy real estate was yesterday. Second best times today. You know? Yeah, uh, no, I, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let me are you guys is, is your industry. Do you think your industry is taking a hit in terms of some mortgage reps will just kind of like get out of it because this is just crazy? Or do you think or, or is it kind of like the same, but it's just a different formula? Like, I mean, you're doing more refis, obviously now. Yeah, so it so whenever there's turmoil like this, it actually uh, the broker industry grows because this is what we focus on. This is what we're knowledgeable on. They are clear cut deals that the that the the major banks at the branch, you know, they are focused on every product under the sun trying to sell. They don't just do mortgages, and they're very and the, and as the rule and the the rules tighten up, what their box shrinks. Whereas for us. 
this is all we do. We know all the different, we have many different, uh, many different options in, in, in the toolbox that, you know, we're actually able to inform clients better. We're able to provide more solutions and okay. it's not just, you know, our first, our first, you know, attack is, you know, obviously your traditional a bank. Um, but you know, we're, we don't, we don't just stop there like this non-resident client. We're not, that's, we're not railroaded just there. We, you know, we have other, other options out there. So it actually uh, benefits the broker channel. And, and this is where brokers, you know, really start advising. It's not, it's not just rate based. Okay, cool. It's, it's, a, it's service, it's advice, it's, it's strategy. It's not just, uh, you know, here's our best rate, take it or leave it. It's, right. uh, you know, it's, well, it's like, it's like a good realtor. Done. It's like mm-hmm. a good realtor, you know? But unfortunately, I think, you know, there's a lot of realtors who aren't going to be in the same position as what you, you're saying, basically. I think there's going to be a lot that just kind of bounce. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I think the ones that make it through it are going to do, going to do well. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I know, like, I know a few already that have just been like, I'm out. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, I, I, and, I, and I get it, especially if, you're, especially if you're newer and you don't really have a support team. Like, I mean, you know. Yeah. What's up, yeah, Paul? I mean, it. Oh, sorry. Well, I was just saying to your point, like you were saying that the, that the didn't you say listings were down sixty percent? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you're if you're a new agent and new, I mean, you know, in the last couple of years, and uh, you know, you're looking forward to the spring market to kind of get that nest egg <laughs> yes, for the year exactly. or to kind of uh, your your livelihood, um, and your you know sales are down, and you're not getting those clients or um, the clients you do have are no longer interested. I mean, that would be very demoralizing and I can understand why it would be very challenging to see through it. Right. Cause there is no, you are just saying, there's no, we don't know where the end is. So how long can you maintain that without having the sales you're expecting? Well, and how long can even some team leads say like, yeah, it'll be good in six months. You'll be great. Right. Lots yeah. of listing leads and lots of buyers coming your way. It's like, you know, it's, uh, you know, based on any stats that a team or a brokerage has, it's all totally out the window at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. you can have a little bit of stability if you got the big numbers, but I mean, there's no real magic ball, crystal ball. I love that word. Crystal ball. <laughs> Man, I'd love to have one of those. I'd love to have one of those. I feel like your microphone should just be a crystal uh, yeah, ball. Yeah, it should, it should be. Crystal ball or like David Bowie in Labyrinth. Yeah. Sarah, you've <laughs> been very, you've been like, very yeah. bad, Sarah. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> now everyone go and watch Labyrinth with your kids right now. Yeah, that was a great movie. <laughs> Watched it last week. And I remember week. watching Max <laughs> as an adult, wondering how I wasn't just scared to death watching it as a child because it's, uh, it's definitely. Oh yeah. A, oh, f- <laughs> for sure. You know, uh, yeah. we, at first, Anna was like. You know, some of this is scary, and I'm like, no, no, no. I'm the like, kids will like it, and I'm watching. I'm like, yeah, maybe. But anyways, they love it. Yeah. <laughs> Get scared at a couple minutes from the crazy Muppets, but uh, yeah. whatever. So, um, yeah. Anyways, I mean, that was a pretty great chat, guys. We got a lot of good feedback here. Um, yeah. I think for next week, uh, I remembered some good points in here. I'm gonna like scan through it again after, and and I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start taking notes as we go through, and when we get into some topics, I'm gonna mark the times. And I'm going to put it in the liner notes for, the, for the repost because, I mean, when people look at the 35-minute timeline here, that can be a bit intimidating. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I'll, I'll work on that for next week. I'm going to do a, a couple here. I can't even remember what happened. Oh, yeah, Paul, when you did your screen share, it was 19 minutes. So I'm going to do that. And Paul and Dave, you had something good, too. I'm going to find out at, um, 
I'm going to go back to that after. I think it was the, uh, uh, yeah, the non-resident. The, the non-resident. Yeah, the stash. Yeah. No, the stash. The stash. Yeah. The stash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The That's mustache. The... Corona stash. Make sure to make a point where you hashtag. <laughs> mustache tag. What was it? Mustache the tag. Mustache. Mustache tag. Mustache tag. Yeah. Uh, say that 10 times fast. No, thanks. All right, guys. Well, let's, uh, I guess let's wrap it up then. Uh, Paul, any closing comments here? Well, I got a few mood boosts, Friday mood boosts. You guys want to, uh, yeah, yeah. we've been closing those recently. Um, <clears throat> this will be a good one for you, Greg. Uh, sitting at a vegetarian singles club, one guy said to his friend, I don't think I've seen her before. Her before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> got to how many... <laughs> How many programmers does it take to change a light bulb? Oh, no idea. None. That's, that's a hardware problem. Oh, okay. shit. Uh, and last, Post Malone canceled his tour. Does that make him now a postpone Malone? Postpone Malone. Wow. Wow. Amazing. On that, on that. On, on, on that, I got Ricky Skakem just came in 35 minutes of straight fire. Thanks, Ricky. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have to say, my dad, last week I... I uh, it was very disheartening, but I dropped my dad jokes mug, shattered. No. Uh, oh, no. So I out of my element. Oh, yeah. Now that's... I know it's be Las Vegas mug. <laughs> second, uh -huh. second best mug. <laughs> yeah. Dave, Dave, any closing comments? No. no? I, I think Paul summarized it there. I don't think we need to uh, elaborate on anything more than those, yeah. uh, than those jokes. All right, boys. Well, everybody, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. That was a great Friday wrap up. You can see us every Friday here. Uh, I think I think guys, we're gonna have to start the uh, the actual Facebook page and share these on there for after. I don't think we ever did one, did we? But this is good content, and we should start posting the episodes there and uh, working this a bit. Okay, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Comments, love you all, Dave, Paul. Peace. Word, peace. The Friday wrap up. Brought to you by Blue Panda Realty Orleans and Referral Mortgages. Podcast recording and editing, courtesy Big Stuff Productions.